Welcome to the final show of the regular season for the 2023-2024 NFL season Cover Zero podcast. Coming at you tonight with a week 18 recap show. Doing it as we usually do it. I am joined tonight by Jay. How are you doing, bro? Doing great, bro. You know, the Raiders won. So anytime the Raiders is winning, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Put so, them know, donkeys last, down. I can't stand them, bro. They still, hey, look, look, for listeners out there, man, I don't know who don't know, but but the Broncos has not beat the Las Vegas Raiders yet, bro. So never. I, I just <laughs> never beat the Las Vegas Raiders, man. I, I love it, man. Love it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, joining us also tonight, Corday. How are you doing, bro? Come on. How, how are you really doing, bro? Not good. Not good. Uh, my room is in shambles right now because uh, some team lost. Uh, oh, my ego stuff. My, no, really, I, I, feel, I feel like, because, you know, most of the time, Brandy always gives me, she's like, I'm a very even kill or like a realistic Eagles fan. But you I feel are. like. I feel like full Philly fan right now. Fire everybody! Get rid of you know you know. I feel like throwing batteries at Santa Claus right now. That's how mad I am. Batteries at Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Santa catching stray double A's to the face because y'all losing to the Cardinals and the Giants. Oh man. Well, Riley, uh, he was like, he's like, I ain't want nothing, just rims. Just rims, you know when Riley for the Boondocks was shooting people. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, that was. You gonna pay what you owe? <laughs> pay what you owe, Santa. You gonna pay what you owe? <laughs> I remember that one. I remember that one. Great show, Boondocks. I missed yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, that's actually dovetails into Jay tonight. Your what's going on? Let's go ahead and expand on why someone may or may not want to throw batteries at Santa. Oh no! Is them again? <sighs> Cover Zero, nice to hear from you again. This is the NFL Executive Office. How can I help you today? What? I, I just have one question. And what is your question? What's going on? What's going on? I don't know if that's a way to respond and react to it, but Jay, who who is your what's going on? It's the Eagles, bro. It's the Eagles, you know? So, I mean, I, I see where Corday's coming from, man. I would be upset, too, because you don't want to be playing your worst football going into the playoffs, man. And when you look at how this team has performed after the bye week, right, they've had eight games after the bye week. They went three and five, you know, and, and it's to me, the teams that they lost to and how they lost and then even their wins, you know, they barely beat the Giants, you know, and then they, and then they barely beat, um, who was it? The Bills. They barely beat Buffalo the Bills. late, KC late overtime. too. Yeah. And in KC, they barely beat them late. So, I mean, they just they just have not been playing their best ball, you know, and Jalen Hurts, now he's hurt, you know, no pun intended. You know, they're dealing with some injuries. And just overall, man, I mean, obviously they put Matt Patricia, you know, Corday's favorite guy as defense coordinator. Hey, just listening, man, you can see Corday got a pencil in his ear right now just to tribute his guy. He got a pencil in his ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, he, I mean, then they got him as defensive coordinator. He ain't doing a good job so far. I mean, it's just, it's just in shambles right now for the Eagles, man. And, and it sucks because the NFC conference is just not, it's not that, it's not that good. You really only got to worry about a couple teams. So you figure if you can get through those couple teams and as talented as the Eagles are, you would think they would be able to. But I mean, you know, they got the Bucks coming up. We just kind of talked about that off air a little bit. You know, that, that possibly can be an upset, you know. Because just because of how the Eagles is playing, not so much of how the Buccaneers is playing, because they haven't played good over the last couple of weeks. 
But yeah, mine is the Eagles, man. I just have not, I'm not impressed. I'm, I'm just, you know, and Jordan, you called it out. We talked about the teams that we least was impressed with or, or didn't trust. And here we mm-hmm. are going into the first week of the playoffs next week, next weekend. And look, 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 we don't trust, you know what I'm saying? We're not trusting them. So uh, yeah, man, that was, that was a good call on that one, man. And, and it's just all the way around too. again, going back with the Eagles all the way around, you know, from the defense to the offense, to the quarterback, to the injuries, to the coaches, mm-hmm. just not good, bro. It's not, it's not good. good, man. Uh, this going into this game, the giants had, I think they were tied for the worst point differential in the first quarter in the entire, throughout the entire NFL. They were minus 70 in terms of point differential. And then today, Philly didn't even score a point on them till basically the fourth quarter. They got a field goal within the final minute of the third against yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, this Philly team started 10 and one. And then since, since Sirianni went into that locker room at the end of it, and it was like, I don't hear shit now. Whoa. When he won in Kansas city, yeah. this team is now one and five. Yeah. And it's, it's not looking really good right now. I mean, Today in the game, and it was just like it's sure you could point to Matt Patricia. We all know what his limitations are and why he was even brought on. I don't that doesn't make sense to any of us. But then there there was a play today, uh, the Darius Slayton touchdown. He ran just a simple whip route out of a two by two formation, and nobody covered it. It's like the dude was invisible. He's just out there wide open. Tyrod Taylor took like you know a day and a half to find him. Oh, there he is. Found him. Just ran right into the end zone. Saquon took a wheel route up the sideline wide open before that. And now you have injuries at the safety position with Sidney Brown going out. You have injuries with losing Reed Blankenship as well. I mean, this is not looking very good. And, Jay, you said it at the top of the start of this segment. It's like when you're going into the postseason, you don't want this to be the trend. Yeah, you're worse and, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, it's just a lot to dig yourself out of. And this is just kind of where they are right now. Corday, what do you think would be like, apart from injuries, I guess, and Apart from injuries and Matt Patricia and Brian yeah. Johnson's inefficiencies, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all I'm, these things. I've been talking about Brian Johnson for a minute now. Yeah, you yeah, have, yeah, you yeah. have. I mean, if for Philly fans out there listening, is there anything that you see since you've been watching your squad that you think can give you a potential sign to turn it around when the postseason does kick off next week? I mean, well, it seemed like always when we doing good was when we're running uh, DeAndre Swift. That's the only thing when it gives a spark to our offense. And when you run the ball, uh, it keeps your defense off the field. Blankenship went out. Uh, he's been like the few br- one bright spot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's been your most consistent safety. Most consistent safety. And I'm just like, I mean, initially I used to always think like, damn, why is this fool always like by the ball making tackles? Like, is he messing up? But I'm like, no, he's covering for other people's asses. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, if we go in with a strategy of we going to dominate up front with this great offensive line or – with as thought as a great offensive line because we ain't been using them the right way and stuff. Yeah, and Cam Jurgens had like an eye injury today yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah, so. he's, yeah, he's Cam's yeah. been in and out dealing with injuries, so he's his backup's been in a bunch because he's dealing with like a lot of stuff. So I'm like, in order to switch it up, maybe go back to some of the stuff that we did when we first played the Bucks two years ago. We'll just try to have a dominant running game with uh, Swift and Gainwell, and then play yeah. action to to A.J. Brown, who went out, who was hurt. So hopefully he comes back and is available. Um, and then also uh, go to Goddard because I know um, uh, Devontae Smith is still dealing with the injury because he got rolled up on last week. So I'm just like, yo, 
establish the ground game at first because our first 15 plays we look good, we look great. Scripted not, portion, yeah. Not yeah, this week, right, right, right. Every other week, it's like, okay, cool. We just it's offense efficient. We doing stuff. We scheming people open, and then after that first fifteen plays, it seemed like no adjustment happened. No, nothing. Mm-hmm. We can't figure out nothing. I'm just like, yo, scheme dudes open, or just run the ball, keep our defense off the field, and then that way we don't give up these big plays, or they had get tired. Our pass rush and maybe can come alive, you know. So. Yeah, and then get rid of that pin dude at the end of the year. Like I still, I feel yeah, like that was that. I feel like that was a bad move by Swift making him our defensive coordinator because it was a real panic move. And also, I never had faith in Matt Patricia in the first place. When I saw him on the staff, I was like, yeah. "This is a good hire." If we're only using him for like senior purposes to kind of overlook and help with stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, hey, Matt, what do you think about this? Smart. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like we used to do this. We used to do that. We used to do this. Well, I don't want to do A, B, C, but I'll do. I'll think I'll about do D, that. Right. Right. You know? yeah. right that last option. <laughs> I'll, I'll think, think about really that one. Good. But all that other stuff, I ain't gonna do, man. But thank I you. Like, <laughs> I was like, if we ever make him the DC, our shit gonna go. To, our defense gonna go to trash. And we did that this he year. Did, did. Happened. Our yeah. defense was the, like, I'm like. If we're going to stick with our offensive coordinator and I move on from him, we should at least do that with our de- defensive coordinator. Because mm-hmm. you go to a dude who's who was trash in New England with Bill Belichick helping him. And then he was even trash as a head coach. Only reason I think he got the job because oh, people said he was smart. Like, Yeah, that, that you know, is the only reason why. <laughs> why are we losing this dude in, in covering like three, four principles? Like our pass rush went away when he came to D.C. I'm like, yo, like he got – he got our best pass rusher dropping back in coverage. Bro. He got our best pass rusher. Yeah, the pressure Corday is just so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had it out of his force. Yeah, he didn't know what. <laughs> like thinking about the reasons, and just right. getting back. Right. Just, 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 just because everybody love to ask me, "What's wrong with your Eagles, man? What's wrong with you?" I'm like, I, and I'm running out of excuses. I'm running out of reasons. I'm running out of stuff to say. And now this week, I, I don't want to hear nothing. I don't hear nothing, especially because I, I, I'm a teacher. If my students ask me. They're going to get an F for the day. I'm going to put it on the board. No Eagles questions this week. No Eagles questions at all because they Niners fans. So we're not, we not talking about this. No. Okay. We'll, we'll have time to preview uh, your Eagles when we get yeah. to the, the playoff rounds and that sort of thing once we get to those type of shows. But, yeah, definitely what's going on with them. I mean, yeah, I know you're tired of you hearing it, Corday, but Jay is very <laughs> valid to ask it because very it's valid. a great question. It is very alarming right yeah. now. Uh, before the Philly pulled the rest of their starters at halftime also, the mix of Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito offense yeah. Yeah. outgained Philly 272 to 100 today yeah. in that game. So, yeah. yeah, very, very crazy. And, yeah, indeed what's going on. We'll we'll piece together what that playoff matchup looks like when we get there in the coming weeks. Because, remember, those two teams did play against each other earlier in the season. I want to say it was like week four or something like that. And Philly won. But that's a long time ago. Time ago. That's right, a long right, time right, right. My what's going on is Jacksonville Jaguars. This team lost today, uh, 28 to 20 to the Titans. They were eliminated from the playoffs. Who thought that was going to happen? Mm-hmm. I thought that. I think, I think we all thought they were going to make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all did. I mean, this team was the favorite to win the division. I want to say in our season previews, we all picked yeah. them to do so. And what was generally what we expected is to be a down AFC South this year. Yeah. And right now, this team <clears throat> last year won the division, and they were what was it eight and three at a point this season. Yeah. Lost five of their last six games. 
the only win came against the Panthers. Trevor Lawrence didn't even play in that game. Yeah. That was yeah. C.J. Beathard going against the lowly Panthers, the bad Panthers, the last place Panthers for their only win out of their last five, out of their last six games. And it's just been bad. And, I mean, I look at this team. It stems, like Philly, stems from a lot of different reasons. The offensive line going into this year was pretty shaky, to say the least. Yeah. They drafted Anson Harrison out of Oklahoma. He's had his rookie shortcomings and just, you know, he's still coming along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's, he's coming along. He's taking his lumps. And that's been a problem at left tackle. We, we got to look at Scherf as a guy who's really starting to fall off a cliff. One of the guards playing for them. Yeah. Center was an area they weren't really too, too sure about. And everything else has just led to an inefficient offensive line that's led to a run game that can't really supplement what they want to do through the air. And it's been very, very bad so far. Before this game, before this game, to speak to the offense as a whole, this Jags team was 31st in EPA lost on drops. I talked about that, Jay, when we were going over the quarterbacks that were right. from this, uh, the draft class that Trevor Lawrence was a part of. Right. This team also, though, is 30th on EPA lost on fumbles. This team is also 32nd, dead last on, re- on receiver and tight end screens. They like to run a lot of receiver and tight end screens. I really can't figure out why. And then they're also 30th in EPA on the ground when they try to run the ball. There's not a lot going on here. And I got to be honest, like we talked about where we're at with Trevor. Still think he's a good quarterback, but the guy is not without blame. This dude is just not without blame. In the last five games, 10 turnovers. He just can't seem to get right. They're at the end of the game today. They were on the goal line, knocking on the door on the one to be able to hopefully tie it. They were down eight points late in the fourth. And Trevor got a call in from the sideline, changed the call to a QB sneak, which he confirmed in the postgame presser. He switched the call, he, and he, which I, I respect Trevor for doing this because he could have just not said that. He could have been like, yeah, you know, I got to do better. But he said, no, this is on me. I changed the call to a QB sneak. Why are you doing this, Trevor, when you just were barely even clear to play with a bum shoulder, a bum ankle, a bum knee, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, all these different things. And he's so short, reaching, trying to reach for the line. And you would it's like, think it's crazy because he's a tall player, you know. He's, mm-hmm. he's, you know, so you would think that would have been a good play call. But yeah, you're right. The injuries and stuff. That's that's something you got to really think about. But you know, players they're tough. I mean, they 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 are. To, they try to play through that type of stuff. So. Try to play through it. He wants the ball in crunch time. He wants to go win the, win the game for his team. He got another chance late in the game. They got the ball back. Later, later on, and on a third down, he has Calvin Ridley wide open deep. Just missed him. Just overthrew him. And then on the fourth down, oh, my goodness. The fourth down play. That was, the fourth down was like this. Like, like, like he, he missed that fourth down, that out route, by like a foot. When he yeah. threw the out route, I want to say it was an out route to Evan Ingram out it of was. the slot. And yep. that one reminded me, y'all remember the uh, Fresh Prince episode when Carlton yep. wanted to take the game winner? And the ball go over the backboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what that like. Trevor Lawrence with the season on the line. Yeah. Oh I, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> over the backboard. As soon as it left his hand, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah as soon as left his hand, I'm watching it like hell no. I was pissed because the announcer said, "Ah, oh, Trevor Lawrence just missed him only by a few inches." I was like, "Evan Ingram well, even his hand up." Then they the, showed the, the replay, uh, yeah. and it was like. <laughs> They corrected it, it, was as, it was as close. You see that top box right there? It was as that high away from him. It was, that <laughs> it was. away from him, way up there, like basically to the ceiling. And it was like, oh, that wasn't close at all. That wasn't even near yeah. him. And I was like, yeah, I was like, what? What? Who was he throwing it to? And then you look back and he threw it, and it either like just went way out there. I was like, do you think he was going to jump for this? Like, I'm so. I don't. 
Wow. I, it was funny because they were talking about, we talk about football's game of inches. Yeah. You know, it's game of inches there. And then they show the replay. And I remember who the, the color commentator was. Yeah. He's like, you know, yeah, football's a game of inches, but that one missed by a couple feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad he corrected it, though. He had yeah, to correct that, man. He had to I'm glad, too, because sometimes people don't take account. They don't. Yeah, they don't. they just be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, yeah. But he was like, oh, my bad. He, then he was like, that wasn't close at all. That yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, bro. It, it wasn't. He was like. It was not. It's trash. Jags today, man. Jags today. It's The same issues arose yeah. earlier that I had mentioned with a lot of those numbers. They only they picked up, what was it, 3.6 on the ground. The Titans had more than double the amount of rushing yards that the Jags did today. I mean, it was just a blunder of different of different messes. And this begs the question as to what happens with Jacksonville now, whereas I think last year it was like, how do we add to, at least at this point last year, when their season was done? Of course, that happened when they lost the divisional round to the Chiefs, as opposed to the final week of the season. And last year, when you were looking at the offseason, like, okay, they need to make a couple tweaks here, a couple tweaks there. And boom, this team is like ready to really kind of ascend and take yeah, that next step. Off. Now we're looking at it like this well, team got to kind of rebuild ish, ish, ish in some yeah. sort of a way. I, I think too with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you know, he he just has to play better. And if you're not yeah. healthy to get out on the field, then you can't get out on the field. Exactly. That's you know, that's, that, that's that's really where it starts. I feel mm-hmm. like Trevor Lawrence has been trying to play through too many injuries this year. Yeah, like, yeah, he hasn't yeah, missed a start and stuff like that until the one where CJ Beathard played. And, and they won the game that Jordan and they, they, and they won. So it seemed like you sh- it shows you have a viable backup. But if you getting right. out there and you hurting your team, like the, the play where he threw it way over, I'm like, is that because his shoulder hurt too? So you, I remember, didn't he, yeah. didn't he like get carted off the field or limped off the field super bad because he looked when like he, he against the Bengals when yeah. he hurt his ankle? He had a high ankle sprain, somehow played the next week no, when not, you have high ankle sprains you ain't you normally, to. yeah you're normally played missing a, a few weeks. played on a thursday he played on a thursday on a thursday yeah, yeah. when he came he came back and they the funny thing they're showing this man walk to the locker room in that game like you were saying jay trevor a tall dude he long yeah, slender yeah, yeah. they got they don't they didn't get this man a cart the people carrying yep. him yeah, they man. can't even keep pressure off so he like yeah uh, yeah, because uh, uh, the dude like on his tiptoes trying to get under yeah. Trevor's armpit, but he's too short. Yeah, like get this man a cart. Can we? Can we not get this man a cart? Like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's just very disappointing for the Jags. This season has just not been one to remember in a good light, and one that I can see Jaguars fans. Big shout out, Paul Mason, yeah. bro. I I know it's been hard. I know it's been hard one because uh, this team looked like they were primed for a much better outlook mm-hmm. than where they ended up finishing this year. Uh. Speaking of which, in kind of the same breath, a team that finished with a different outlook than some may have at least thought, especially how they looked at in their worst and considering maybe what could have been. Corday, who's your what's going on? Man, I got the Atlanta Falcons, man. Um, coming into this game, um, it, it was between three people who can go to the playoffs. It was between the Tampa Bay Bucks, the New Orleans Saints, and the Atlanta Falcons. The whole division was up between those three. The division was up, and it, I think it was if Tampa wins or if the Atlanta Falcons or the, the Falcons or the Saints win, it was somewhere they could win the division or something like that, or they can go to the playoffs. So all the Falcons had to do was win, and I believe they was in. I believe Not that's if, no. If if the Bucks won, it was the Bucks to take. It was okay, the Bucks yeah, to take. that yeah, was the only yeah, thing. Okay. Yeah. So the Bucks had to lose. Yeah, the yeah, Bucks Falcons to needed to win and they needed help. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so they need to help. Okay, so, but if if Atlanta won, 
they can de- depend on Carolina to see if they go. Other scenarios, right, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. We could possibly make the playoffs. These guys come out and get molly whooped, whooped, 48 to 17. Offense wasn't looking good. Well, this really started off nicely. I was going to say, yeah, they started off pretty good. They started, started off nicely. Good. I remember it was like 14 nothing. 14. It was 14 yeah. to 14. Well, when I was watching, it was 14 nothing. And then. Yeah, like early, was, early, yeah. It was like early first quarter. Then the, I'm like, oh, Desmond River playing well. Then the same score. John had a – yeah, he had a wide open uh, – yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deep then shot it was down the field, yeah. 14. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, all right, well, we got a competitive battle. A back yeah. and forth matchup between two rivals. And then after that <laughs> point, after scoring 14, they didn't score three points. They scored three points for the rest of the game and got blown out. So I'm like, what, mm-hmm. what is going on? Also – Look at some of the talent offensively that is on this. B. John Robinson was barely used. Uh, uh, Drake London seemed like the one receiver who first draft round, first draft, first round pick talent who they actually use sometimes on occasion. Uh, Pitts, the tight end. We, we, we. All three we, of those dudes first round pick. You no, know, it's crazy. Yeah. Top 10, all of them. All oh. top 10. And we feel like they're more talented than what they are. We just can't oh, even sure. really break them down because they ain't really used. And use they're not really used like that. At one mm-hmm. point, Janu Smith, who was acquired for a seventh-round pick, I believe was leading this team in receptions and yards, more than Drake London and Pitts. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, what? And then, and then, and then Bijan can't is sharing the backfield. With the other running back, I forget his name. Tyler Algier. Tyler Algier, who had a hundred yards rushing last week. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, all right. So I'm like, so we'll, if, if this if this dude was this good, why did you pick him up? Or we're not trying to weigh him. We're not trying to wear Bijan down. It's the last few weeks of the season. Like, what are we? We using him in the passing game. What What yeah. is going on, Arthur Smith? Then Arthur Smith looks so frustrated when. <laughs> This is what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear this. Whenever Desmond Ritter be throwing interceptions and stuff, but at the end of the game, after the last game, it's like, I think it was 41 to 17 at this point. It's 42 17. 42 17. They're going, they're going for victory formation. Right. They on like the they on like the the they the, the Saints got the ball line. on the Falcons one. Yeah, they're on the half yard line. This how close. They both said need. And then, so what is uh, what was said? There, so basically, they hand the, instead of kneeing it, they hand the ball off. Jamal Williams scores a touchdown. Arthur Smith is livid and is pissed at Dennis Allen because they scored. They like, yo, what the what? What was that, man? Yeah, what, what yeah. That? you can see what he said. You can read it. You can read it. What the fuck was that? That's fucking bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Red zone yeah. had a few coaches mic'd up, so that audio was getting picked up. That's why I was like, oh, I can hear all this cussing that's going on right now for whatever mm-hmm. weird reason. So he, like, said, what the F was that? What the F was that? That's BS. That's BS. He's like, my bad. I know. I'm sorry. So later came out. Jameis Winston checked to the run and let Jamal Williams score. Maybe he had an incentive. He scored a touchdown. He gets some kind of bonus. But, yo, Arthur Smith, how are you mad? That he scored on that play, but other fact, you gave up forty-one points, and it ain't put up nothing since you scored fourteen in the first quarter. Who are you, who are you really mad at? And then that's why he got fired. Well, you know, he was really mad. He was mad at that. He got the right to be mad. I mean, Dennis yeah, I Allen agree. didn't run the score up on him. 
But you know, he knew his job was was yeah. really on the line. And after yeah. seeing that score, it, I think if it was close, yeah, maybe he felt in his mind like, okay, if it's close, we're gonna win. Close, yeah. Maybe I'll keep the job. But for it to be a blowout like that, wow. and for Dennis Allen to do that, I think that you know he knew it, it was more of concern than anything else. But yeah, Lord, it's all on the wound. But he should because I know Drake London, Pitts, and Bijan. Yeah, all guys is, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, especially yeah. Bijan. I mean, Arthur Smith is a running a running type of coach, yeah. man. So when yeah. you're not you and you draft him in the first round, seventh overall, you know, seventh overall, yeah. and you don't use him like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. come on, man. That's yeah, crazy. it's like all right. Y'all want to draft them? Watch me waste them and not show I don't need them. Like, watch me do, watch me do, watch me do me. Watch yeah. me show y'all and how to waste talent. Like, a Spitz, next year, he's going to be, it will be like, what, his fourth year in the league? And it's, we still I don't even know how to really break it. Like, I'm not to cut you off. I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking about all this talent they drafted in the first yeah. round. We can't yeah. even really break down like that because they're not even really using them like at that. all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At all. You know? So I'm like, Pitt's going into his fourth year this upcoming year. Do we pick up his option? Because the I think this is his it, third year. I think this is his third year, but in the offseason, yeah. it's going his fourth year. The fourth year, you got to pick up the fifth in. year option. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like, do we pick up his option because the stupid coach beforehand didn't know how to use him? I think you got to just to have mm-hmm. him under for the, another year because you drafted him top five. Mm-hmm. But they know what to stop this. Just, yo. Arthur Smith is no stranger to this segment this year. Exactly. And, he's yeah. been a target. He's been a target, bro. He's, he's <laughs> landed himself here for various reasons. And, I mean, now it, – it, and I've said this before on this show, on this segment, like I was talking about. Like, this I guy would get up there in front of the post-game presser, and people would literally ask him after games where they were, like, like 0 for 8, 0 for 9, in the low red zone, like below the 10, yeah. all, all in terms of plays that netted no touchdowns. And they like, why did none of those plays go to Bijan or Pitts? Not a one of them. Why is Cordero Patterson out there at like, you know, over 40 years old or however old he is, like running reverses and Tyler, like, why are all these things happening? And Smith's reactions were always like, yeah, well, uh, if you guys uh, do football, you know what I mean? Then uh, you'd understand like how things work. And like, and it, like, like no one can understand his reasoning <laughs> to not use these extremely talented right. dudes right. in the red zone. Like, it, Again, yeah, that's why they landed here. So this very was much supposed to look also like when he's on sideline, like this, he just that is his expression, yeah, just angry like, at like like just... call a play that's a reverse like end around to he ran one today a reverse end around to Drake London who got yeah. stuffed. Pete Warner sniffed it out and stuffed him. Yeah. Like that's not necessarily really Drake London's game to take handoffs in the red zone. Especially yeah. when you have like other guys capable of it, like I mean, that's just when stuff you like that. Use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when you get asked by the media about this, to just be so angry and like, <laughs> no, like, what are you talking about, like, yeah. <laughs> bruh? It, he tried to use he, he tried to use Cordell Patterson on the on the goal line instead of Aljur or or Bijan, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what is this? Like, I'm like, I was like, I didn't see Cordell Patterson in weeks. Why is he getting this touch on the goal line? Like, what what are we? Look, man, you just don't understand how things work. You just don't understand how things work. You know, if you're here all the time, you know what I, I mean? Don't. Then you'd get it. And he don't. even he even started trying to talk to people about climate change. He did. He was all like, you don't, I mean, why are we even talking about this? You know, I'm tired of talking about this. Like, you know, you want to talk about climate change? And everyone's like, dead That's ass quiet, awkward silence. Oh, that frustration. He's, like, <laughs> he's so mad. <laughs> but now we won't get to hear this anymore because also packaged into this Corday as we move gears and shift to the brighter side of things there, I see you. 
I see you, bro. I see what you're doing out there. I like it. I see what you're doing. I see you. Corday, who also segues into this, into your ICU, the final one for the regular season. Shout out to Terry Fano, who's been drafting a lot of talent. He's uh, drafted Drake London, B. John Robinson, and Pitt, Falcons. Who's, who's the Falcons GM yeah, for yeah. firing <laughs> Arthur Smith, firing the Arthur Smith. coach that they have. And shout out to uh, the owner, Arthur Blank, who uh, who's, who they said, I remember. He a- a- Yeah. <laughs> Adam Schefter reported he's 50 50 in like keeping Arthur. I mean, Arthur Smith. Yeah. That's funny. Arthur Smith, Arthur Blank. That's kind of that's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, he was 50 50. They said because he was already sniffing around and looking at other coaches. So his job was on the line. But uh, I see you for firing him because you, you've acquired all this top 10 talent. And the funny thing about it, Jordan, I know you always say don't take a running back in the top 10. The only reason why we like the fact that this Falcon team took Bijan hey, that hey, say it. because we thought this was the one running team that we thought would be able mm-hmm. to use him a lot. I thought him about him a lot, right? This will be this will be all right. Perfect place to go because Arthur Smith loves to run it. The way he designs running schemes, it's amazing. He had Derrick Henry before. That's how he got this job. It'll be a perfect matchup. This will be ridiculous. B. John Robinson probably be like one of the league leaders in rushing. He'll probably be offensive rookie of the year. He'll be dynamic in this offense because it's going to be built behind. Yeah, Kalen McGarry and Chris Lindstrom. Yeah. You know that right well, side. You know the crazy so thing is. Oh, I'm sorry, Joy. My fault. No, yeah, that, that, yeah. Keep going. What, what, I was just going to say the first few games they were using them. That's that's what's so crazy about it because I think we had them as an IC or I don't know if we had them as an ICU. But I know I think we kind of talked about it on the show as far as like how he did. He Dom had these going. plays where like he had the against the Packers, he had that one where he made like three people miss. He hit like four dead legs. One, two, yeah. two, two, two. And yeah. made four dudes miss with each one. Then yeah. he had that one catch in the red zone where he had that touchdown mm-hmm. where he was catching mm-hmm. the ball behind his back yeah. one-handed. And yeah. in the process of doing that, the first dude to come trigger on him, he shook him as he was securing the catch behind his back with one hand. Like you, you see this dude do these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, we talk. Yeah, right. Yeah, That's and and the, I yeah. think the thing mostly with him was though is the creativity that I think we expected to see him being used mm-hmm. that never really flourished nope. with Bijan, like we've seen some other creative areas of Arthur Smith's offense. It's like if you have these this creative element to you, yeah. don't you think you'd put this like very different, very dynamic dude into those things? Don't you yeah. think you would build all of this around? A Kyle Pitts, a Bijan, etc. But that isn't necessarily really what he did. It was like like today, Bijan had a screen pass that he took for like a first down. He caught it was just basically leak out, simple little screen, caught the ball like seven yards behind the line of scrimmage, dude in his face instantly, made a miss, made a miss, got north, slipped through a tiny little crease that he had no business getting through, picks up like seven. And it's like, damn, like, but that's seven yards. And it was nothing there to be able to accentuate Bijan's skill. That was basically just Bijan go get seven. Just, now, go be, just go get seven. Now let's you take know. him out. Hey, Cordell Patterson, uh, this is this is your drive for the rest of the game. Like like little stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. you have you have all the supreme talent, and you're a great way to scheme people open. But when it seems like it comes to super supremely talented people, you don't want to use them. I'm gonna use somebody else. I'm gonna use Jonathan Smith more than I'm gonna use Kyle Pitts. Like why? Why are we doing this, dude? Like why? So shout out to Terry Fondo. Shout out to Arthur Blank for getting rid of this man. Um, and hopefully the Falcons can do something. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, sticking in the uh, sticking in the NFC South for our other ICUJ. Who do you have today? I got Derrick Brown, bro. I got to go with the 2020 defensive tackle, man. I mean, the guy that got drafted in 2020. This was my dude coming out, man. We just talked about him what a couple weeks ago. I talked about how you know he kind of started off a little bit slow. You know, now he's picking it up, man. And he broke. And my ICU is really him breaking the the single season tackle record, man. I mean, he hit 99 today. It was held by Christian Wilkins who had 98, I believe. So uh, Brown only needed – he only he had six, he had six, six solo tackles and then one assisted tackle. He had seven. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he only needed three. He had 96 going into this game. He had 99. Just a big accomplishment, man. I mean, and they've been following the stat since 94. And, you know, it, it's, just, it's just crazy because we've had a lot of – we've had a lot of defensive tackles, a lot of great defensive tackles throughout yeah. – the, the years, the decade, mm-hmm. you know, and for him to be able to do that and starting to come around, man, it's it's a good it's a good sight to see, especially if you're a Carolina Panther fan, man, because yeah. you know they obviously had a terrible season, right? Right. You know, but when you see different players get to come around, especially drafted players, you know that makes you feel good. At least it should make you feel good. So Carolina mm-hmm. Panthers don't, you know, I get it. It wasn't the season you wanted to see, but you still got a young QB out there. That I still believe in Jordan. I know you still believe in him. We yeah. liked him a lot coming out Corday. I think you liked him too, Bryce Young, and just a whole bunch of other different guys that got over there, especially on the defense side. Jeremy Chin, you know Derek Brown, who I just brought up. But anyway, the show is about this. This segment right here is about Derek Brown and just what he was able to do. It's impressive, man. It just shows too. He didn't. He didn't give up. I mean, they losing games left and right. He's still mm-hmm. out there playing his heart out, you know. And uh, and and it's good to see. And defensive tackles too, man. They get they they rotate a lot. Now, they're not in right. every play. So for yeah. him to be able to reach that, you know, mm-hmm. it's just impressive, bro. It's impressive. You know, he's only been in the league since 2020. And for him to get that nod already, you know, breaking the single season tackle record, got to give it to him, man. So, yeah, yeah, single season tackle record for DTs, right. like you said, yeah, have been DT. tracking it for, mm-hmm. uh, like, what was it now? 30 years oh, almost or something like that now they've been doing it oh, 30 and yeah he went and notched that record today and you mentioned it too like his motor is something that's very very present i had initially when he was coming out i think he was my number two i think i had kinlaw slightly ahead of him because i thought kinlaw would be able to offer look- a little bit more pass rush prowess yeah, right. but it like brown's bested him on both of those fronts yeah. playing on downs one and two and being able to plug up and take on double teams and then also being able to have the moves and get loose on third down and get after quarterbacks. So, yeah, big big shout out to him, man. That's that's impressive. And he's rounding himself into a nice, formidable young D tackle who's going to definitely get a contract extension yeah. coming up this next coming year. So my ICU is the Green Bay Packers. Hmm. Got to go with them, man. Got to go with them. With a win over Chicago today, they claim the seventh seed in the NFC playoffs. This team started two and five. I remember back when they were and like they I remember a game they had early against the the Falcons. I think we previewed that game, Jay, early on. And we were talking about how Love was functioning really well in the play action, yeah, 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 but yeah, needed yeah. to get some other things going. Couple McCann, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he he really Thank has. Around, man. He really has turned this around. I mean, the, a couple of things that I just found this year, like digging into the numbers, watching some of the tape and, you know, doing a lot of that today, because there wasn't as many games that were really hanging in the balance. You know, once the Raiders had locked it up against Denver, I was like, let me kind of dig into this and see what the Packers have really been doing. This offense is the least expensive offense in the NFL in 2023 in terms of spending. They are also the youngest team in the entire league. The collection of this wide receiver core, which is 
Christian Watson, your boy, Jay, Romeo Dobbs, uh, who was, what's his, uh, Jaden Reed, the kid out of Michigan State this year, the rookie, who I think when we did our post-draft reaction, we, he's a cool player coming out, but to pick him in the second round where they did, I thought that was a slight reach when we talked about it afterwards. Yeah. They got Dontavian Wicks coming out of nowhere making plays. Yeah. Some guy named Bo Melton, who yeah. over the last couple of weeks, they're drawing up reverses for yeah. and deep shots for, and it's all working. Right now, the collection of paying that group of receivers, in total, the sum of them, their cap hit is $7.5 million. Marquez Valdez-Scanling alone for the Chiefs cost eleven. Yeah. Tyler Boyd for the Bengals cost ten. Yeah. Right, like Zay Jones last season was eight. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is nuts. Tim Patrick for the Broncos, he wasn't really even out there today. He cost the Broncos eight million dollars, yeah. and we ain't even going to get to what they paying over for Russell Wilson. That's a whole right, other right, thing, right? Right, right. <laughs> right. But that just goes to show, like, what they are doing with who is there, and it really comes down to Jordan Love. And I, I'd said this before we turned these microphones on officially and started hitting that record button. Now that the season is over. And we look back at the 2023 season. You've got to say Jordan Love was a top 10 QB this year. I'm glad you, you said it, bro. Yeah, because that, that's that's crazy. That's not wasn't crazy. like that the first few games. Not few. No. The first half. He definitely first half. Man. You know, that spot where they were two and five. I like, think we got to shout out my boy LaFleur, too. Just real we quick. We got to shout out LaFleur. Real quick, man. I was questioning him when they hit that slide, though. <laughs> when they hit that, like, little skid. I was like, uh... Yeah. I mean, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rightfully so. I mean, you know, he lost Aaron Rodgers, so everybody thought I, I can, yeah. you know, but yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it also shows how uh how much Jordan Love has grown as a passer, and how the relationship he has with these young wide receivers, which Aaron Rodgers didn't trust him with nobody. And then I remember I was saying it for I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I was saying it for a while that uh Ted Thompson was the guy who was drafting good wide receivers. It wasn't Gutekunst. Gutekunst hadn't been having a good rapport with drafting wide receivers with the Marcus Valenscaling, who with the Chiefs dropping passes, or the wrong St. Brown brother, who's, I think he's in Chicago right now, who's not. Equiminius. Equiminius. So I'm like, all right. And then Romeo Dobbs, who's doing okay. He's still dropping passes out here left and right. I remember he did a lot last year. He probably is not going to be able to find his way back in that rotation. I don't think so. I mean, Watson's been in and out of the lineup throughout the course of the season. Yeah. And I mean, the way Melton's played, the way Reed's played, the way yeah. Wicks has played, like it looks like Dobbs going to probably be the, the odd man out in that group at this point as they continue yeah. to build for the future. I think I definitely think so. And so those offseason workouts with uh, those young wide receivers and then the fact that you're also a young QB as well going into your first year as a full time starter definitely helps. Also, I think this is the youngest wide receiving core in the league as well, Jordan. Yeah. yeah. So that's youngest, cheapest and the youngest overall team. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So that's that's amazing. This young team is doing this well, especially this young receiving core. Because young receiving cores is hard to produce, if, like if you, with a lack of experience. But they're hitting on, they're hitting strides, and they're gro- they all growing together. And Jordan Love is playing out of his mind. So. He is, bro. I mean, I went like just the last two weeks alone. Like he is just, and I think the first time I really wanted to turn on some all twenty two about him again. Corday, you had said, I think this was before we started recording, was in that Thanksgiving game yep. when they went into Detroit and really impressed. That's when I, when I yep. first wanted to go back and like, okay, what's Jordan doing? Yep. And yep. I started to see him trusting a lot more of the reads and being able to, to take advantage of different things and, and just mainly trusting his arm because yep. that dude's arm is, is, is active. That yep. arm is real. Yep. Like that post route he hit in the second Viking game just a couple weeks ago, 
on Sunday Night Football, they they just the Vikings disguised a cover two zone and they disguised it really nicely. I don't know how Love recognized it because it looked like he knew where he was going as soon as he snapped the ball. It was a full field read from left to right, full scan. And as soon as the safeties separate, there's a post route that he just rips right down the, right middle. In the middle. Yep. But yep. he didn't have the ability to step into the throw mm-hmm. because uh, the ta- the center Myers got knocked back. I think it was Jordan oh, yeah. Phillips was pushing him back. So he yeah. just says F it off his back foot and just jumps. Yeah. <laughs> Let oh, that yeah. shit go. Yeah, that was an amazing yeah. 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 That was the jump throw. And then yeah. they did the they did the side by side comparison of Favre. And that's when I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. This dude got something. Yeah, then on, around. then on, like a couple plays later, same quarter. Yeah. Right. They Vikings show a six man pressure look. They motion Bo Mel. They motion uh, Reed from the right to the left. The corner on that side follows him all the way across formation. There's nobody on the right side with this pressure look. So they draw up that deep over to Melton, but it's going to take a minute to get there. Love just retreats, 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 mm-hmm. and as he is like fading back, Allen had one of these throws tonight in. The game when he hit uh when he hit Stephon Diggs down the left sideline against Eli Apple retreat 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 and just as you drop him backwards you yeah. still throw it perfectly the other way that your body yeah. momentum is taking you yeah. right and then and Collins were there's only a few guys who can make that play we saw Jordan Love make this play a week ago yeah, we right with the same yeah. announcer crew retreat yeah. retreat 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 let it go and hit and hit Bo Melton on that one like I'm excited to see what this dude can do in the playoffs and Dallas is going to be a real true test especially yeah. at home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for us to get into. So like, but like I said, I don't, it's, it's taking, oh, kind of not trying to not break it down right now because, you know, the playoffs is here yeah. and it's going to be fun to get into it. But Jordan Love finishes this season with 4,159 passing yards, landing him in the top 10. The only person to finish with more passing touchdown this, this year in the NFL, Dak Prescott. It's Dak Prescott, Jordan Love. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all that there is. Right. He, 10 games with a passer rating of over 100, 11 games with multiple TDs, and he's the engine of this team that lands himself in the playoffs in a year that was supposed to be what was mostly a rebuilding. Down year, yeah, yeah. Right? For sure. For sure. And now that they're going into the playoffs, Aaron Jones is also back and fresh. That's something, too, I think that really, really helps this. It's very huge. It's very – because they look different with him, Mm -hmm. right? He – I think he's he played in 10 total games this year, but he only got double-digit carries in Mm -hmm. five of them. Yeah. And four of those games were over the last five. And since he's returned, I think, what was it, week 15? He's yeah. led the NFL in rushing yards. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you got Jordan Love playing this way. You got Aaron, you got Aaron Jones being able to pick it back up. And the one area that was a concern was Joe Brady and what that defense was doing going down a stretch. Mm-hmm. And over the last two weeks, they've really put the clamps down and returned a lot to form. Today, when they were playing against the Bears, Jair Alexander was back. When he was matched up on DJ Moore, Zero receptions allowed, zero yards allowed. And I loved it when they interviewed Jair at the end of the game. Everybody in there celebrating because they go into the playoffs. And he's like walking in there all smoking cigars. Jair, what do you think, man? How does it feel? Man, I know our locker room smell like a casino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody toasting them victory cigars. So, yeah. I mean, it was, it was cool. It was just cool to see how this team is there again. In some ways, Packer fans, this, this is unfair, man. Y'all can't just be jumping from – Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer for 30 years from one Hall of Famer to the next. And then now in the first year, you bring in Jordan Love to start. And And I thought that was a great pick, by the way. I was one of the few that thought it was a great pick. A lot of people, well, why not a wide receiver? Jordan Love at that position right there, because Aaron Rodgers getting a little older. You didn't know. 
you know, he would bounce around. Is he going to do this? He going to leave? He going to do Yeah. So that I, I thought that was good. And then for them to groom him, he was going to be grooming under Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, the pass rush, some of the guys they drafted came alive today. I think Quay Walker had a sack on a blitz. Lucas Van Ness had a nice speed to power move as they've been using him a little bit more in there. I mean, the vibes are up for the Packers right now as they're heading into the playoffs. Opposite of Philly, playing their best ball. So, yeah, going to be real interesting and going to be fun to see now that the postseason is here. Corday shaking his head. His team is in the postseason. They're there. As to specifically what we expect, y'all going to have to turn into the preview episodes coming up. So, gentlemen, that's the regular season, man. That's it. The regular season is over. Jay and I got to wait a whole nother year to see our Raiders take the field again. (laughs) It's a a surreal feeling. Glad we were able to beat the Broncos today, but uh, the NFL is not done and neither are we. The postseason is here. Can't wait to get into it. We know we're going to break it down. Keep it locked on the Cover Zero podcast, and we'll see you all with our playoff wildcard preview next.